This podcast is part of the 76ers Podcast Network. Search 76ers Podcast wherever you get your pods. You're listening to Rewind, to listen back on press conferences, highlights, and analysis from the 76ers' previous game. I'm Devon Givens, and the Philadelphia 76ers wrap up their preseason with a record of 2-0 after taking down the Indiana Pacers in Indianapolis as the Sixers win 113-107 on the road. Season, The preseason now done, and we set our sights for December 23rd, next Wednesday, as the Philadelphia 76ers kick off their 2021 campaign. Nice win for them uh, because they were down quite a bit at the half, and the Philadelphia 76ers found a way to bounce back while they were down at the half, 59-51, a dominant second quarter by Domatis Sabonis with 12 points in the quarter, and the Sixers surged in the third, where arguably their best quarter hanging 33 points on the Indiana Pacers, closing things out. Some very nice things to see from the bench overall. Dwight Howard starting in place of Joel Embiid. A nice overall team win, a nice overall team effort, and a feel-good. Despite the fact that it's just a preseason, uh, basketball is back, and I'm sure the players, the coaches, everyone involved feels much better, and it always feels better when you walk away with the victory and get your season started next Wednesday at home. Brian Seltzer joining us here live from the center. B. Seltz, once again, man, good to be back with you. And it doesn't hurt to close out the preseason with yet another win. No, I think that you touched upon a great point, D, the, this idea of feel-good stuff. Like, there was so much feel-good. I mean, you, you can speak to this, too, and I'm sure you heard it from callers. There was so much feel-good energy surrounding the Sixers starting in October when they hired Doc Rivers, and then a few weeks later after they landed Daryl Morey, and then they made some moves on draft night and brought in some other guys. And there was just all this positive momentum going into the start of training camp. Um, everything that was coming out of the 76ers training complex in Camden before the game started seemed like things were moving in the right direction. And for me, the biggest thing you wanted to walk away from after this two-game, four-day preseason schedule was to have the feel-good vibe still around. And I think that's definitely the case. We know that it wouldn't make any sense, especially in this particular preseason, to read into results, win or lose, too much of exhibition games. But I think you can look up and down the roster, individual players, um, whether they were turning veterans, did things to reaffirm the promise you see in them or newcomers and younger guys to show you something new or instill more confidence in what you've seen from them. I think it was a feel-good two games for the Sixers. There is a ton of work to do, no question. I think that's going to be a continuing storyline for a couple weeks, if not maybe a month, for all teams across the league once the season begins. But for me, Devon, I started the week feeling good about the team. I leave the week feeling pretty good about the team. As do I. And one of the guys that I was curious to see, and very anxious, to be quite honest with you, when the deal was made, as you talked about with Daryl Morey and Elton Brand bringing in some reinforcements. And in the uh, case of Dwight Howard, uh, starting in place of Joel Embiid, who was out tonight with an illness, non-COVID-related, as you pointed out. And he was perfect from the field tonight, a perfect 7 of 7 from the field, uh, gathering four rebounds. He did have five turnovers in 16 minutes and 11 seconds, but the energy that we saw in game one carried over to game number two, very active on the boards. Overall, three offensive rebounds in the game, and this is exactly what you want to see from your backup center when Joel Embiid is unavailable. Right, and I think holistically, just coming out right out of the gates and helping the Sixers off to a strong start and perhaps reassuring, again, I don't think anyone would be nervous in a 
preseason game, but in the you know more holistic sense, like letting everyone know, like, hey, Joe's not here tonight, but I got you. You know, I'm an eight-time All-Star, three-time Defensive Player of the Year. I'm still in shape. I can run the floor. I can protect the rim. If you get one to me by the basket, I'm not going to miss. I don't know, Devon. You tell me. Am I overreacting? I really think this could end up being like such a great move. I know that there might be more um, significant moves in terms of how the team had to come together this offseason, like adding shooters like Danny Green and Seth Curry and was a backup center the top priority? Probably not. But if you look at this, I think that like the value they got for Dwight and what he still might have left in the tank, and if he's the same type of Dwight as he was with the Lakers on their title run, I think this could be a really, really helpful move. No, I, I agree with you, man. And, and to your point, you know, you're trying to calm yourself down a little bit because of all the good things that you've seen. But no, uh, seeing him win with the Los Angeles Lakers, the eight-time All-Stars you talked about, Defensive Player of the Year multiple times, future Hall of Famer. All, all of the accolades that he has, and he comes in and he takes the contract on a one-year deal, and he knows what his role is going to be. And he comes in to start the season at least, and he looks very good, looks very comfortable with the team, with his role right now, and you hope that only carries over to the regular season because it's so important to have that voice, the energy, the energetic personality that he has, and how it connects with his teammates. I would agree with that, and I also think another theme, Devon, that I'm taking away from tonight, for me, in these two games, it was more important to see certain guys that aren't at the top of the rotation do things that they can feel good about to get them ready for the regular season. I mean, listen, guys like Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid, Tobias Harris, Danny Green, Seth Curry to an extent, well, these are guys who have been around, and um, while they may not have won at the highest of levels, you have a really good idea of what they're going to be able to give you. But to see someone like Furkan have a good finish tonight, Mike Scott, Shake Milton, who (laughs) might be the next in what's been a great line of uh, backup guards that have played under Doc Rivers. I mean, those three guys especially, Shake, Furkan, Mike Scott, throw in Tyrese Maxey because he didn't look like he was overwhelmed by playing at this level at this speed. I'm really excited about what I saw from some of the reserves. Absolutely. Brian Seltzer joining us from the center as the Sixers win their second game of the preseason, their final tune-up before the start of the regular season next Wednesday, the 23rd, against the Wizards, 113 107. And uh, you mentioned all the names, and it's great to see, actually, to your point, as you said during the broadcast, Mike Scott, it's good to see him back out there knocking down shots. But, Seltz, just the overall view of of this team as we, again, get ready for the start of the season on Wednesday, the 23rd, and and where they are right now, you talk about how we feel, how the the listeners and the fans feel about this basketball team right now. But I, I, from afar, since we're not in there as much and you are a little bit more, of course, it seems like the team just likes one another. All we keep hearing is they seem to like each other. They're playing well. They're having fun. The gym was energetic and, and all of that. So it, it's, it's great to also feel like there's just a different energy to this team as we get ready for this campaign. I would 100% agree with that. And I think for anyone out there who's ever played – on a team at any level or been a part of a team in the sense of like you've got a team at your place of employment that sort of thing like you can tell when you've got a group of people that you like and that you know that the tools and the pieces are there now right away you might not be able to like crush your project or your powerpoint presentation you might need some time to to figure it out together and know how to play to everyone's strengths and i i think that there are teams out there that might not have it all in the beginning, but at some point along the way, find their stride, click, 
and get into a groove. And I think that right now, um, why shouldn't the 76ers think like that? I think they have enough talent to be a factor right off the bat and have enough talent to cover up some of the adjustments and acclimations um, that a team would typically go through in the early stages of the season, especially this year where, like, after Christmas, the Sixers essentially are playing every other day, literally, for the better part of six weeks. But I'm with you, Devon. I think the pieces are there. I don't think it's a finished product yet. But, um, I again, I'm going back to how we started it. Um, I feel like you can see a vision for how the roster is being built. Uh, I'm really more curious to see the vision for how the team is going to play once they can start putting in more of their stuff. Um, and I think it's a complete – I think it is the makings of a complete team. I'll say that. I, I agree with you, and I look forward to uh, seeing what's next for this team and what's next is – December 23rd. So as we get ready for that game, so just a quick preview of Russell Westbrook changes things now that he's in Washington, uh, just from a bird's eye view of seeing what they've done before we let you go. And, and just a quick thought on that game as we start the season off next Wednesday. Listen, I don't care about Russell Westbrook. I don't care about Bradley Beal. They have Davis Berton. He crushes the Sixers. <laughs> That's right. It doesn't matter. It could be when he was with San Antonio or Washington. He crushes them. So as long as they can get a body on Davis Bertans, I feel great about next Wednesday night. That's but it'll be fun. I mean, it's um, – listen, I think everyone uh, is trying to do the best they can. That goes for the NBA, the 76ers. Get a product out there. At least get the teams back into arenas to provide some sense of normalcy. Everyone wishes the fans could be here. It's going to be a bummer not having them. But I still hope that uh, the energy of an opening night will transfer through uh, the speakers of your car radio, your AirPods, your TV screen, and that the fans will be able to enjoy next Wednesday night as this uh, really anticipated new season with a lot of change gets underway. As always, well said, Brian Seltzer. Enjoy the rest of your weekend, man. We'll talk to you next Wednesday and make sure you check them out on the uh, on the pods, all the pods, everything that are out there right now. Check them out. Brian Seltzer is the best. Great job, man, filling in for Tom McGinnis. And we'll hear you next week. Check in with you next week for the start of the regular season. Thank you, dude. You got it, man. Sixers 2-0 as they close out the preseason with a road victory in Indianapolis. 113-107 over the Indiana Pacers. And let's get to the audio highlights of this preseason uh, contest as the Philadelphia 76ers got off to a pretty good start in the first quarter as we look at Ben Simmons with a nice rebound into Dwight Howard for the finish. Off the inbound, Sabonis for three, top of the arc, short off the front rim, rebound, Simmons, long outlet down floor, Howard in stride, hammers it home with the right-handed dunk. Early action from Dwight Howard getting involved. He's got six points, 11-6, 76ers, three into the first quarter. Great kick out to the big man running the floor, and how cool is that to have a big man who's so athletic and so fluid, able to get up the floor so quickly, finishing that one with the dunk once again, 11-6 at that point. Furkan Korkmaz, who had himself a nice night in the second game of the preseason, uh, knocking down one of his few triples. Simmons pushes it up the floor to Milton. Milton down to the near right corner. Korkmaz hits again from the outside, and he shoots the 76ers in front, 24-22. to 2.15 to go in the first quarter. Sixers answering out of that timeout. A quick little run. The tune of six straight on Korkmaz threes. 
back-to-back three-pointers for Furkan Korkmaz, as you just heard from Brian Seltzer, that being the second to make it 24-22. And Mike Scott also finding his stroke as well during the preseason, a nice thing to see so far. But it did not count as he knocked. He took a shot, knocked it down, 31-28. The score would have been at the end of one, but unfortunately it did not count. But we'll get to him later because it did not stop at that point. Dwight Howard with eight points, two boards in the quarter, perfect four for four from the field. 28 all after one. Tyrese Maxey, we heard some of the things and we saw some of the things that were fun to witness from the rookie from Kentucky for the 76ers. He keeps it going in the second quarter here for the 76ers. Corkmaz off to Maxey, guarded by McConnell. Maxey drives right down the left side of the lane, switches hands on the dribble and gets the right-hand runner to go. 30-28, to 28, 70 seconds into the second quarter. Tough basket on a determined move by Maxey. Indeed, very tough. Put his body into the defender, made sure he had enough room to get the shot off. It trickled in for the basket, 32-30 at that point after the bucket. Ben Simmons started to get it going in the second quarter. Here he is with a strong finish. A minute 50 left in the first half. Simmons glides down the floor the other way, and he lays it in himself. A quick basket for the Sixers. How do you stop that? 55-48. Strong and aggressive by putting the pressure on the defense. Very soft touch to lay it in. 55-48 Indiana at that point. They finish with a 59-51 advantage after two going into the locker room. Domata Sabonis dominant with 12 points in the quarter. uh, Finishing the game uh, with 18 points. Pardon me. Finishing the quarter with 18 and nine boards at the half to leave all in both categories. Third quarter, though, not to be. Left out of it, Dwight Howard once again. You get the big man, Demonis Sabonis, doing some nice things. Dwight Howard continues his nice play in the third. Dwight Howard with his fourth rebound. There's the aforementioned stop. Now need a score. Simmons to Howard. Howard cuts in. Hard right-handed slam. Timeout. Pacers. Breakdown by Indy and Superman put on the cape and flew through the gap to stuff it home for a jam. Great recognition by Ben Simmons to get the ball to Dwight Howard for that dunk. 70-61 to 61 at that point. Dwight Howard, 7 of 7 from the field overall for his 14 points. On the evening, uh, as Shake Milton, as Brian Seltzer just talked about, his great play continue leading score for the game tonight, for the Sixers tonight. Off the bench, Shake Milton with the bucket and the foul. Harris guarded by the undersized Aaron Holiday. Harris jumped past the left corner. Milton, right-hand teardrop. Love it. Bump and the bucket as well. Like the move from Shake, adding something new and nifty to his arsenal. And then he also draws contact, makes the basket, and will go to the line. Again, he looks very comfortable. Nice floater, nice little teardrop there. Knocking it down, Shake Milton with the and one, 80-75. Tony Bradley off the bench, no Joel Embiid. Dwight Howard steps in the starting role. Well, you back up big. Tony Bradley with a nice putback plus the foul. Shot clock at eight. Milton deep on the left side beneath the timeline. Bradley sets the pick. Milton down the right side of the lane. Runner rattles off Bradley. Put back. Good. And the foul. Put the Sixers in front and put that man, Tony Bradley Jr., on the line. Absolutely. 81-80. 76ers at that point. And they go into the fourth quarter with a one-point advantage, 84-83. Hanging 33 points on the Pacers in the quarter, led by Milton's nine. Seth Curry with eight. And they paced it and had it going on for the 76ers. To start off the fourth quarter, Mike Scott, once again, as we mentioned, had a very nice night from the perimeter. 
Sixers with the ball. Front court left. Scott got it. More pure that time from the left corner. And he gives out a little bark and a fist pump, putting the 76ers up 87-83. 11.35 to go in the game. And Mike Scott has shot the 76ers in front, all on threes, four for six from the outside. Nice to see that from the veteran getting it going early in the preseason. Hopefully that carries over to the regular season starting with Washington next week. Shake Milton once again from deep. Shake down the right side of the lane. No look pass to Scott. Fading shot on the right baseline. No Bradley taps it out and it goes to Korkmaz. Fresh 14 for the Sixers. Milton all alone. Pump fakes left corner and he hits for three. Shake Milton smooth. 15 points behind his second three. 90 to 86. All right, got it going. And finally, Furkan Korkmaz once again knocking it down from deep. They really had it going on tonight. Shake Milton brings it up, defended by Mitru Long. The top of the key swings it right wing to Korkmaz. Hoist for three, and he hits. Furkan Korkmaz cans another triple, and the 76ers, just like that, suddenly have their biggest lead at 10. 96-86, up 10. Tyrese Maxey and company close things down at the very end. Nice bucket from Tyrese Maxey uh, to really close things out with about 50 seconds to go to give the 76ers a comfortable advantage as they pick up the victory. 113-107. They pause. We get things going. The real thing starts next Wednesday at the center, five days away on the 23rd, hosting Russell Westbrook, Bradley Beal, and the Washington Wizards. You've been listening to Rewind. Look out for fresh episodes of the day after every 76ers game this season.